what the altar was saying is that ironically in the place where a person has less thought control is more objective about his decisions in other words when when it's a paraduma and you can't think into the hooking because you have no idea where to think so then you just do the locha whereas the minute there's a time to the locha so then your biases creep in and you distort it completely and he goes on to say we're going to be reading from um, we'll start from the second line on page you test when the Tukufre say yeshivas in the altar of Navardak and you say from Adjagas Adam and we'll see we'll see how it works Chazal told us about Shlema Melech Hachachamikol Adam that he even though he's wisest of all men, she taught about time and mitzvahs. That because he knew the time of the mitzvahs, because he understood how the mitzvahs worked to a certain degree, that's where his downfall came. If the Torah hadn't told us the reason of you can't have too many wives, so he could never have made a mistake. Ella, Avel, Kivan, she tells the Torah time, Loyos, Sirius, Levavo, since the Torah said, the reason why you can't have so many wives is because they will cast your heart astray. Tava, Amar, Sheyabi, Vilyosir. So he said, okay, well, if that's the reason, that reason is not applicable to me because I can rule over the Tava, which that would normally lead a man to fail. And because he knew the reason, so therefore he fell prey to that exact problem. Had the Torah just said as a Xerah, don't have X amount of wives. What's the reason? It just is. He could never have had more than that amount of wives. You following me? Va'af ki And even though in his youth he didn't go off the derech, is a noilad. He should have, even though he managed to maintain for a certain amount of time, he should have been suspicious. Perhaps it would catch him up in the time of his old age. But since it was impossible to grasp in his mind, he never thought it would happen. Had he walked with complete, um, um, not asking questions, completion is the lotion of Timimus, without trying to say why and how, he never would have fallen. And so to in regard, it's a very interesting description of, um, sometimes it refers to secular sciences. Um, it's an interesting way of describing them as a chitsoni, as which literally means the external. External. It's not the internal, it's the external. So it's a person that reads his forum, and this principle is vital and understood by all the Ikaratos who practice. 
everyone understands the reason and the, the principle, but people make a mistake in the details. What does it mean that his staff will tell of him? When a person is lenient, so it's, that's what describes him. That's how a person finds himself different to the principle. And that's how I make an impression on him. In other words, a person, when given a halachic directive, the minute he's given the reason so he can rationalize, by rationalizing he shows how that halacha isn't in fact relevant to him at all, and that's how he avoids the Torah making an impression upon him. Because every time the Torah says something, he dodges and weaves and says, no, the, the Torah means that, but because of, and therefore it's not relevant to me. So the time of Torah actually provide, provides a sky patch for a person to run away from his chiyuvim. Voidrim onu shedavka alamidot shepirsumim kol kach godel. Davkin regard to the midas which are so well known. Achafila pachos bechusim that even the lowest of the low shechayev es chaveri loyiganayu elibek bemesh meganoso Torah that there are certain things which are so bad that even if it's a lowly person he'll still use those terms to describe someone else. For example, Ganef, Gazlan, Redef Achar Kovod, he says, you're a thief, you're chasing after honor. And when he praises someone, he only praises him for what the Torah says. K'moi, onof, humble, native, good, ma'amin v'yarlekim. Davka al-midos elu amru chazal, and Davka in regard to those midos, chazal said. In other words, he's saying there's certain things which are so clear to people. People understand that running after COVID is mamish terrible. And it's an insult, oh, what is he mean? He's just looking for his own honor. He just wants fame. He just wants the people to know his name. It's a gnai when you say that about a person. Everyone agrees that's a gnai, correct? It means in my internal system of values, I think that that's a disgusting thing. Certainly, if I say, if I call someone and say, he's a dirty thief, I mean that thieving, thievery is dirty. I don't say he's a clean thief. I'm like, good, well done, what a thief, geschmack. When I say the word thief, it means I imply that it's something which is disgusting to me. So I don't understand. It's disgusting to you, but what do Chazal say? They say, But most people are nechshal in gezel. One thing, but you hate thievery. You hate thievery, so I don't understand. If you hate it, so how come you do it? That's called your negis, because you're, you're... No! You understand? Using a pen in the office of someone who doesn't know is not stealing. Ah, you said that you could use his ink and never ever repay him? Mistama, because Harari and also... Going into a hotel and using the bathroom and using the water without asking permission, it's okay because... And then... And the, you know, you spoke to the manager, he, lo- he wants people to do that. So people come up and everyone's nechshal in gezel. But he'll call someone a thief. Because no, when I stole, it wasn't stealing because, and then he'll twist his thumbs until his thumbs get sore. So in other words, knowing the time of our mitzvahs allows the negiahs to creep in, the negiahs creeping in, make us live, connected our own retainers. Because we I'm different in this situation. So you can have a person that knows everything and he behaves in exact opposite to his value system. Because he holds that the whole value system doesn't apply in this situation and also this situation and that situation and also in this situation and also that and also in that and, and the mindset comes out that all those values Tucker apply to everyone else but him. So the more something is explained and given over to weighing it up in your das so then the chances are you'll make a mistake and you'll stumble. 
וכשנעמיק בדבר נמצא, ואיפה דיפה ווזי, שמשום כך כרוכים התואר סמיר שלו רק בדברים מסוימים שכל דייתו של אדם תקה, ופרובלמס אוני בגין כשאתה מתחילים להגיד לנו ולהגיד 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 לנו you'll come out with the wrong conclusion. When you align yourself, you'll come up with it's unbelievable the kind of stressing a person can conceive of. I told you. Did I tell you? I didn't. I told you the Shaila that came to me yesterday. Huh? About the Bokha that phoned me up about his girlfriend? No. I told you. Bokha phones me up. He's going out with a girl. He wants an Eitzah. He spent a year in Yeshiva, maybe longer. And he's a stent of Yam, as far as I know, showing me mitzvahs. He's going out with a girl. So I said, is she from? He said, yeah. Her sister keeps Shabbos. Hello? She's from what? What? I didn't understand that Shemir Shabbos was a din in Yichus. <laughs> in other words, like, it's like, it's a shtick like Yibum. If you have two sisters, so then what? The, if they, if two sisters, so, so if it poiters you for Yibum, you know, I, I no, it's just to give it up. Okay, fine. We're carrying the discussion. And in the course of the discussion that comes out is, is he's going out with a girl. And he, the fact that she keeps Shabbos by proxy is not a problem. Um, this is the person who's ostensibly a bento. Ostensibly. But yeah, see people. Uh, so he's, he's, he's been shocked. But I said, but, but I said, my friend, she's not from. I said, what do you mean she's from? I said, she doesn't keep Shabbos. Said, but when she's with me, she keeps Shabbos. So now Shabbos went from a din of. Here, Yichus to a din of boyfriend girlfriend, but she's mechal shabbos pafrehesia. That means she's like oved of a no? Uh, uh, no. To understand, in other words, what was he thinking? Because in his mind, he understood that she's from because it's just to keep shabbos, and she keeps shikashus, and we have the same values. We do have the same values. Yeah, more or less. Is she exceptionally beautiful? Maybe. Ah, okay. Does she believe in God? No, but you know that's not a big issue, because we're both good people. And he never said that far, but right? could easily go that far. Why not? Why not? Why not? Because that's what the gears do. The gears take a person, and he takes everything he believes, and he and he holds he's still believing in it, whilst in the midst of an open contradiction, everything he believes in. So therefore, it's a massive problem, thinking in mitzvahs. If a person had the clarity of mind, if he could remove himself from the biases of his kirchas and tivers, so then then perhaps you could rely on your decisions. Your dice is confused and it's mixed up with all your desires. And Every time you make kill, you can say to yourself, what you want, that's what you'll see. And your scales of weighing up are completely deceitful. Bikitza, no one, none of you, certainly not me or any of you, can make an objective decision about anything in your lives. All it will be is just some type of venting of another Ratzon. Because you don't understand that the rotten return is even present. So you come with these decisions which are the shame of my and Dawson, yes, ah, stam, you're a tzoyness. For example, yes, 
Yes, I've, I've given this example before, but why not? Why am I teaching in, in the yeshiva? Because you love Torah. No, 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 no. Because I love COVID. Now, if you love COVID, so then you can't teach in the normal yeshiva because I, I know nothing. So if there's people who are knowledgeable, I have nothing to offer. So that's not going to be good for COVID. So I'll set myself up in a situation where the people that I teach will inevitably always know less than me. Because they, you know, if they would stay around, so then eventually they'd overtake me. But they move on. So you find the yeshiva where there's a turnover, so that you're always getting in people that have got no knowledge base, so you always look clever. So, you, so I've created for myself a niche where my covers is, is, is satisfied. Now, if you say that, say to yourself, no, 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 it's because you want to be my story. But if you look deeper, you're saying, no, 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 it's because you want covered. Aha. Uh -huh. Problem. Okay. Anyone got jobs? Yeah. Give me a job. Why? Because, Taka, as much as I want to cover, now I want more moment. So now I'm looking for jobs. I would thought it was just the easiest job around. You mean it's the Atlas? Yeah. Well, why is it the easiest job around? Well, what do you have to do anyway? You mean you just you <laughs> probably you drink tea and coffee all day long? Read a, say, read us a book. Read a book like <laughs> re read a book, read a book that read a book that like basically an like eighth grader can translate and sit there and translate to people who are not on the level of eighth grade yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what could be easier, Tucker? Imagine like you, you actually your job is to tell bedtime stories. <laughs> Amazing. And he says Atlas, it's Atlas, and it's covered. Pasha, what else? What else? And you sure there's some other bad methods there as well? Come on, Vishal, you seem very good at this. Bittal Torah. again, but Bittal Torah dressed up in like, you know, the Shem Shemaim. Shem Shemaim. Can't be too intense with these guys, I'll freak out. Beautiful, beautiful. So a person's seichel is separated from the Torah from one extreme to another. A person resists giving himself over to the Torah which will guide him wherever he goes because he sees because he feels like he's giving and he's giving I think you should say Mamoina. Does you say Mamoina? I lost the spot. Oh, why did you lost the spot? Oh, you're thinking. You weren't following inside, eh? Even as easy as it is, it's still hard to follow actually the text, even though you've got vowels inside there. Good, Baruch Hashem, you're not lazy. Um, no, it's very good, it's very good. Uh, can we find it for you? Anyway, when you find it, when you f if you can be bothered, so then we're... change the word, I'm never going to So that's called Nakama. <laughs> See, so I went from common answers and now I'm getting him back. So, no common. So, it understands. It's not a middle rock coming out. Kavaldik. So, really, you don't accept. You, you feel that when you're giving over yourself to Torah, that you just give, 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 give. And, yeah. And you give, 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 give. And you don't get anything in return. So, Mimela, why would you want to do that? That's why, that's why a person resists from giving over to the Torah. So if I give, people look upon giving up to spend, invest in Torah as they sacrificing. I'm giving up so much. That means you feel that in relation to what you're getting, you know, the person doesn't say, oh, do you know what? I gave up $100 to make 1000 What a tzaddik. Because you understand that, no, if you you, that's not called a loss. It's called a pure gain. You know, giving up means I lost something. Nebuch. If you, if, you, if you get more than what you gave up, so it's called a loss. 
So people say, oh, it's amazing, you know, do you know what I gave up to learn Torah? Uh-huh. So what are you getting in return? Obviously not as much as you gave up. So in your hierarchy of values, what, what plays the part? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Very good, but he says, what does he say? The Torah revealed to us that it's actually the opposite. That the one who receives is a giver, and the one who is a giver is a receiver. This klal is true in many areas. In other words, that you only get when you give, and you only... Um, that when you, sorry, when, you, when, you, when you receive, that's really when you're giving. When you're giving, that's taka when you get opposite to what we think. We think when we give, that's when we don't get, and when we take, that's when we do get. He says, no, when you take, you don't get, and when you give, that's when you do get. Ha so? This is in many, many different cases. Hmm? as we'll see, in many different cases. Again, do you want to bring all my middles to us as well? Let's, 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 have, let's have an example. Maybe, you, uh, unfortunately, we don't have enough time, but otherwise, I'd ask like, each person in the shed to say at least three of my middles to us. <laughs> at least three of my middles to us. And, and, then, and, then, and then we go, the Chayz of and then we go again. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's really, it's, it's, uh, it shows me, it shows me how, as far as I thought I've got, there's just so much more. There's so much more of a greatest. It's like, it's like standing on the top of a mountain and seeing this incredible view. And you say, yes, I've got so far to go. Isn't that exciting? So I look at myself and I see that so far to go. So very, very far to go. And the truth is, and maybe even here is not the place to even start going because maybe by staying here, I'm just going in the same place. We're just going down and down. There's a Heidegger altar. A person is very reluctant to let go of his own self, of his respect of his own sense of I'm choshev, I'm important. Person doesn't want to let go of his covet when it comes to even desecration of Hashem's name. Because it's a little thing. The Torah says that when you run away from greatness, greatness pursues you. <coughs> Meaning when you flee, Okay, so that's a big Indian. Agav, what Alta used to do is he understood that people's covered. He understood that the covered. I don't know if we've said this before, but maybe reiterated that covered was a, was the was the midah that took away took out a person one of the major obstructions to a person's keeping mitzvahs. We all know. You know, people say to me, you know, I say, well, let's make people in the workplace um, say, you know, well how you say to them, I want to work, let's work on brachas. Why are you saying you're a shayyotza, a standstill? They say, you can't do that. You say, well, I'm in the workplace. People look at me. Uh -huh, I understand. In other words, you're scared. People look, and then what will they think when they look at you? They'll think, uh, he's weird. And then what will happen? They'll think, I'm weird. And then what will happen? Well, them thinking I'm weird is more precious to me than me thinking Hashem is great. Uh, okay. So who's covered? Who's is that? Hashem's covered. In favor of my covered. Okay, good. So I'm going to be clear about that. So you see that COVID, I'm not, again, COVID is, is a big market. So the Nevadakos used to, used to do that. There's a halacha. They'd say you're in the middle of a marketplace. You're walking in the middle of, you're in the middle of a, a busy street. And you look down at your shirt and you say, you notice when you bought it. And it's a jersey, a sweater. And it says, and it's all you're wearing. Underneath the sweater, you're wearing nothing but tzitzis. And you just bought this sweater with matching pants. Sweater with matching pants. 
Okay, and you look at the and you look at the label, and it said exotic wool and linen mix. Shatner's comma. So it's also to walk. So what do you have to do? Strip. That means take off your take off your top. You've got nothing on but your titties, and then take off your pants. All you have to do is in your underpants. Okay, do that in the Rishus Rabin. So I think I think no, I think the Navarikas would practice stripping Brishas Arabin so that they wouldn't have the sense of covered. What about covered? That's covered Abrias. Right? What's the lotion? Ain eight of ain tfuna keneged Hashem. I've forgotten the lotion. But that, that's good for the suga there of covered abrias. Meaning when there's a chil Hashem, you may vatsal gamma covered abrias. The person has to strip in Rishul Sarabi. But if they were doing it just for practice. And there's no covered abrias. Oh, so this is an often mistake. People think Chil Hashem means a Chil on the uncovered. Chil Hashem means a Chil Hashem. Chil Hashem means during an Avera. Where in Shatnas is a Chil Hashem? Because Hashem said, Asu. And you say, Seida, Nunu. So that's a Chil Hashem. So stripping is a Kiddush Hashem, and not stripping is a Chil Hashem. A new Gedra of Chil Hashem. People think doing mitzvahs is a Chil Hashem. What happens they look at me strange? I can't do it, it's a Chil Hashem. No, that's called a Kiddush Hashem. What happens if you're associated with Torah? Or, Jew, or being a Jew. So, what you're saying to me, do you realize how scary what you're saying? You're saying that when I do the Ratzon Hashem, which he told me to do, and people don't like it, that's called the Chil Hashem. Isn't that the Krimat story that they said? That's called Kavit. Your Kavit <coughs> came up with such a distorted version of Chil Hashem that you're willing to say, Hashem would rather you be over and over for his Kavit. So, I didn't say so, so, where does it stop? Stop. So, what happens if people are going to think you s- you're strange if you don't spit in someone's face? So then you say, well, it's a Chil Hashem not to spit in his face. Yeah? Yeah? It's a Chil Hashem if I don't speak Lashon in this context. Because people think, what's he so weird? He's not speaking Lashon What is he? What is Kavadabriyas? Say, so we can learn the Sukkah of Kavadabriyas. It's a Sukkah. But let's just think about Chil Hashem. Chil Hashem doesn't mean not doing the Rats in Hashem because it's inconvenient. <coughs> Chil Hashem means, Chil Hashem means, when I do connect the rots in Hashem, and it causes, it causes ripples, and people look at me and say, how can it be? He's meant to represent it. But you can't have a Chil Hashem when you do the rots in Hashem. Hmm. How can you have a Chil Hashem doing the rots in Hashem? That's a rots in Hashem. He said, do it. I think that was exactly my logic in not standing still outside the bathroom. It's a Chil Hashem. I was like, no, they're going to think I'm weird. And like, I think you're weird. I've got a yarmulke on and they're like... You know. Why do I think they will? They think you're weird because you're giving cover to... And they say, what are you doing? So they say, I'm giving honor to the Creator. Then I think you're really weird. So in other words, you shouldn't, you shouldn't let in that you're giving on to the Creator because that's a Kiddush Hashem. The Kiddush Hashem is to hide the fact that you believe in God. That's going to really proclaim God's name. Do you see how crim it is? You've got to say it like a banana. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you're not alone in this. Correct? We all fall into these fantastic rationalizations of Zmamus. We, we, we take a veil and we make the mitzvahs. Beautiful, in the tragic sort of way. <laughs> it's a chil Hashem. It's a chil Hashem to show you know that I'm actually serving God. I want people to know that because if I know that, then it will be a Hashem. It's magnificent. Uh, Adarabah, 
stand outside the bathroom and you go, Boh! Atol! Hazem! And everyone will look at you. And I say, what are you doing? You're saying, do you know what? Afterwards. Do you know what? And I say, what? They say, my body was given to me as a gift from my Creator. And when I, when I marvel mm-hmm. over its incredible workings, I'm brought to praise of the Creator that made me. And I was, hey? You say, when you're excited, don't you yell? When the, when the Yankees won the, the National Series, didn't you yell? The World Series, I'm sorry. When the, when the, when the Yankees won the National Series. Again, do you know what I'm saying? When the, what, you, you, what do you see when the Yankees won the National Series? All these big guys dressed up in this funny armor, throwing footballs to each other. <laughs> I'm thinking of the Grand Slam, right. When the Yankees won the Grand Slam, I always get confused. <laughs> um, okay, good, good, good. <laughs> no, to understand. The altar, you, you can't read the altar. You read the altar and then you actually have to look at yourself and you say, you're right, I'm a pathetic mushroom, been a, been a jellyfish. That's a weird ethos. Yeah, it's a weird ethos. It's a weird ethos. <laughs> but isn't it amazing? The people who are mechalal shem shamem, the man kiddush Hashem. <laughs> no, it's a mechalal shem shamem, the man kiddush Hashem. The chayni in mishem mitzvahs leyeded avaron. So, in regard to the, the notion that a person who keeps a mitzvah, nothing, no evil will befall him. Al pisechal atorah, according to the Torah, im yishmor atorah milvad shelo yafsid od yaviach. The Torah says, if you keep the Torah, you will not lose; you'll only gain. And the person's imagination, he's always scared that you'll lose out by keeping the Torah. The Torah says, Don't worry, it's not going to happen. The person says, No, if I wear a yarmulke into this meeting, they're not going to. There's a story. No, it's a famous story about this guy that was going for a job interview. And he was very scared that he wanted the job very badly. And he was very scared that if he wore a yarmulke, it would say, uh, leave a bad impression. So, he, when he went to the meeting, he took his yarmulke. And they had the interview, and after the interview they said, I'm sorry, but we're not going to hire you, because we're looking for a man of integrity. And we saw that you removed your skull cap. So, so you have to understand that the, the altar wasn't a speaker. He did this lemaisa. Told you, v'chaim in habitachon. Need me lo, need me loy. Shemoisu is atzmoi al gzeres Hashem. V'om nama emisu shemekabes akol. Person thinks when he relies on bitachon, he's taking a chance. When he trusts in Hashem, that's that's taking a chance. Meaning, the safe option is to trust in nature. <laughs> Let me not rely on Hashem because that's dodgy. Let me rather rely on something much more reliable, like nothing. Meaning, Now the altar lived this way. I told you what the Nevadic they used to have bitochen take. Days of bitochen. They used to walk into the forest with nothing. No water, no food. And they had to stay there for a week and live. How would they live? Well, I don't take is a plural of one, talk to take. It's a plural of days. So they used to go into the forest and just survive on bitochen. Now, what the Alter did in the, second, in the First World War, when he established all his yeshivas, he sent Bochim on missions. And there they were guards everywhere, and there was a huge balagan, and he sent them without any papers. 
So they'd be confronted, often the story is told about Bokhir that's confronted by God, and he says, where are your papers? He says, I lost them. So they say, what's your name? And you say, they, they, they say they used to kind of be mechazik there by Pitochim by saying, my name is Mr. Boiteach. And they used to get kicked out of the gods referring to him. So tell me, Mr. Boiteach. And they said, what do you want to hear? <laughs> and they got put into jail. And they got, but they didn't, they didn't flinch. They didn't budge from the Pitochim. Because they said, it's a posh, it's a svora. It's a svora. Let me ask you a question. Hashem is in charge, yes? So where are you going to be more secure? Going against the Ross and Hashem because you're scared of the trials of, of the time? Or following Hashem's ways when He's in control? Pashat. Much, it's much more dangerous to put yourself in the hands of nature than in the hands of Hashem. Sounds like it was a fun shiva to be in. Eh? There's a description I heard of, of them learning Musa. I read about how the Nevadikas learned Musa. And it's a beautiful description. It was actually written in one of... There's a, obviously a, a, a journal called Der Musanikim. <laughs> the Musaniks. And in it they describe what a Musa say they look like in in, in, in the Vardok. You get one bocha going towards the wall, going, Yisraeli! He was gyrating with his body. Another bocha slamming his fist against the wall, wall saying, Oh, how I switched! Oh, I'm have I switched the temporal, have I given over eternal world for temporal one? Screaming! This is another Bokhah gesticulating back and forth, giving it all he's got. And he says, look, like, so a person walked into the shiva, he says, you've created a lunatic asylum. <laughs> he says, this place is filled with lunatics. The altar said, you're 100% right. When they come in, they're insane. It takes years to get them normal. <laughs> They are so they are so in, they are so driven crazy by the seductions of the time that they actually need this to like recuperate and detox. So you're right, at the base of Meshugan when they come in a Meshuga. <laughs> eh? I think now me and Shimmy, we're gonna start a bronze of Nevadak. It's do it. Right, eh? We've calmed you down. Yeah. It's kind of like a shooting like that. It sounds like a fun place. Like, it's just a matter of like husking and thrill out of like. Stripping naked in the mud. You're right. It's like. I love stripping naked. It's so fun. I don't care Extreme sports, mm, extreme yeah. Judaism. <laughs> you know, well, I don't even need to go to New Zealand for this. <laughs> That's where the best extreme sports are. Oh, really? It's like using Okay, be careful, be careful. Don't pick on people in the case. That's my job. Ah, yeah. Ah. Okay, so that's that's altered. So we'll have to continue with our mission into discovering the essence of man. Thank <laughs> <laughs>